we could literally quadruple black wealth tomorrow if we became more deliberate, more conscientious and made it easier for black people to spend black dollars with black businesses. That right there would double or triple black wealth in just a few years. Hey, good people. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I'm Jay from Push Black. Welcome to Building Black Dollars, the show where we give you the practical tools to take charge of your finances and build black economic freedom. This week, we're talking about circulating the black dollar. So, Dr. Watkins, um, I know you do a lot of work on this, but what comes to mind for you when we're talking money and community? I think about the $1.4 trillion in black economic power that is misused every year. I think about the many ways that money is used as a weapon to control our community. I think about how money is drained out of our community in a lot of ways that we don't even see. We have a lot of financial leaks in the community besides just our spending patterns. For example, when people come and put businesses in black neighborhoods and make money and give nothing back, that's a massive financial leak. Broken families is a massive, massive financial leak. We have a lot of talent. That's another financial leak where a lot of our talent, whether you talk about the fact that we created hip hop, but yet other people made a trillion dollars from it. We have the best athletes in the world, yet other people are making money from the athletes, the NCAA, the you know, professional sports leagues and all that. So it, really economic awareness is critical for us to understand where all the financial leaks are and make sure we plug them up. That leads us to a question from one of our subscribers. So, hey, Push Black, I want to understand how the black dollar circulates. I want to support black businesses, but how does that change anything for me or my community? What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Watkins? Well, supporting black businesses is important because, first off, if we don't support black businesses, then who will? Everybody boycotts black businesses, including many black people. And the reason it's important to support black businesses is because that's where you get jobs that are created for black people. One of the uh, reasons for the racial power imbalance in America is that economically speaking, other people tend to be the employers and we tend to be the employees. Employers have more power than the employees. We tend to be the renters. Other people are the landlords. Landlords have more power than renters. They have more wealth than renters. We are the consumers. Other people are the producers. Producers have more economic power than consumers. So effectively supporting black businesses is one of the key liberating strategies that allows us to develop the wealth in our community to create jobs for other black people. That black business owner, assuming that they are conscientious about how they do business and doing their part, they're probably uh, hiring black people, hopefully supporting black communities. They are supporting other black people, including their own family members. So when I give a dollar to a black man, that dollar probably goes over to, say, a black woman. And then that dollar then goes to another black man, to another black woman. So that dollar becomes three or four dollars if I spend that dollar with a black business. But if I spend that dollar with a business that's not black, I spend it at Walmart. Well, that dollar is gone forever. That one dollar is one dollar. So we could literally quadruple black wealth tomorrow if we became more deliberate, more, more conscientious and made it easier for black people to spend black dollars with black businesses. That right there would double or triple black wealth in just a few years. 
that's always one of the key issues on a political agenda when they're trying to win over black folks, right? Black unemployment rate, um, job creation, all that. And it seems like we've been trained to look to the system of white supremacy to provide jobs for us, right? So you're saying supporting black businesses supports the creation of this ecosystem where we can begin or continue creating our own jobs, relying on our, ourselves to create the jobs and opportunities for us. Yeah, because there's power in being the boss. There's power in controlling the means of production. There's power in controlling industry. There's power in controlling capital, particularly in the capitalist society. So here's the deal. Black people are very important for America. We always have been. We've always been a multi-trillion dollar asset for America. The problem has been that we've been used by other people. Uh, we built wealth for everybody uh, except ourselves in many cases. And if I were a white guy, I'd want to hire us too, you know, because the boss isn't going to do the work. They need workers. And the problem with that model for us is that capitalism doesn't make a lot of space for people to do well if they don't own capital on some level. It's not always evil and all, not always corrupt. You know, you can buy shares of stock, you can buy your, your little piece of real estate and stuff like that. And you can actually have some upward mobility in our community. There are millions of black families out here that can say, I started with nothing and I moved up that ladder by making investments and, and owning capital. So in that transaction, economically speaking, there must be some point where you control the means of production. If you look at politicians and their, their rhetoric about creating jobs for black people, jobs are okay. There's nothing wrong with jobs, but you can't have a community where everybody's looking for a job. You can't have all of one thing all the time. Just like everybody can't be the boss. Everybody can't be the worker. You have to have diversity. And so the biggest challenge we have is that we have a lack of economic diversity where too many of us are trying to get on one side of the seesaw. And that's how economic models work. They're just like a seesaw. If you go to the playground and eight kids get on the left side of the seesaw, that seesaw is not going to work. So with economics, one side of the seesaw is the producer, the other side is the consumer. We need people on both sides of the seesaw to create a more balanced economy. Because if we don't, then what will happen is the whole black community gets on the consumer side of the seesaw and the other side of the seesaw gets balanced by a non-black community that says, OK, so you've got all these consumers. Well, we'll be the producers of those products. And unfortunately, in the economic model that we live in in America, the producer benefits much, much more than the consumer. So I don't think we're just talking about individual black business owners um, or individual employees, but it seems that the end goal would be a connected system, interconnected system in communities that supports one another. And I think that's the concept of circulating the dollar. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about building an economy is that you can actually build an economy with a small group of people. You can build an economy in your own family. The three elements of building an economy that we talk about in the Black Business School are what we call the three C's. To build an economy, you need three key markets. You need a market for capital, a market for contractors, and a market for customers. So the market for capital is basically the capital that you need to get the business started. The market for contractors is once you build a business, who's going to do the labor and manufacture the product? The last market is the market for customers. Once you've got the capital to start the business and you've got the workers to make the product, well, who's going to buy the product, right? Well, that's where you need producers and consumers. Let's say we want to start a bakery. So I say, I'm going to start uh, the Boyce Bakery right now. We're going to need 10 grand to get started. How many of you would like to invest? 
Somebody said, I got 2,000. Well, I got 3,000. I got 1,000, right? So we raised our 10,000. So boom, uh, you've invested 10,000. I now can take that money and put it to work. I'm the CEO of the company. You are my investors and shareholders. I answer to you. Then I need, now I need labor, a market for contractors. How many of you have some extra time that you can either uh, donate to uh, helping us run this operation, or maybe uh, we can hire you at a reasonable rate because you know we, we don't have much money. We can make it up to you. And what'll happen is somebody raise a hand and say, oh, I can make some, I know how to make cakes. I know how to make cookies. Okay. Well, those are valuable skills. Let's put you to work, right? Then now we've got our production process and we got our money to run the operation. Well, then I would say, okay, after we make all these cookies and cakes and everything else, we need people to sell them to. That's what brings a business to life. Do you have a customer? So I say, okay, how many of you know some people somewhere that would probably buy baked goods if we made them? You know, you got any friends at your church, whatever, and people start raising their hand. Oh, I know, I know, I can take it. Okay, all right, great. So uh, we'll hire you as salespeople. We'll give you a percentage of everything you sell. Or, uh, would you do that for us? And they say, yeah, absolutely. So boom, you got an operating business. You, you've built an economy and an ecosystem right there in a space of maybe eight to 10 people. So the, the key idea to all of this is you have to just sort of know these, that these things are possible and you have to know where the wealth resides. You see, if you, if you look at that example, most of the wealth and capital that I refer to or that exchange hands was not financial. You had the original investment of $10,000, but most of it was actually in the power of networking. And when you come to work with me and you say, look, I, I want to support your business, so I'll come and work with you on an IOU or whatever. That's like a lending market, right? You're lending me a valuable resource, which is your labor, right? You're not lending me money, but you're lending me something that's as valuable as money because labor has an economic value, right? So you're, you're effectively making loans. You're creating an economy because that's what an economy is. It's an exchange consistent exchange of goods and services that allows economic activity to take place, right? So uh, that's an example uh, that I use with my students. And I would say every child in our community needs to understand those three C's, the markets for capital, the market for contractor, the market for customers. If you understand that, then you can create a business out of nothing just with, on, at a family gathering. It could be Sunday dinner. You can sit down and have that conversation and start a business right there. And just imagine like what that looks like if that's taken to scale, right? You have this group of 10 people, but imagine that replicated all over the country. My question is, how can we do a better job of holding everyone accountable for building an ecosystem that supports one another? Oftentimes it seems to put the pressure on the consumer who's looking for goods and services to support black businesses. But I rarely hear pleas or calls for the black business owners to also contribute to the community. And oftentimes, black folks who are in those positions will do the same things, go and spend their money outside of the community. I'll tell you, I think that's a great point you make. And you're right. There isn't as much of a call for businesses to be responsible to the community. You see it mostly, actually, in things like uh, entertainment. People will go flock to go buy a rapper's album or go see the Black Panther movie or whatever because Black people are in it and they tap into Black buying power, but there's not as much expectation that that money is going to flow back into the Black community. I have found that small Black business owners have a natural connection to the community in most cases. And I think that those who are supporting Black-owned businesses can do things like look behind the counter, like how many Black people are you hiring? Are you, what are you doing, you know, to, to pour, pour that money back in? Because economics is, 
it's like love. Love is supposed to be reciprocal, meaning if I pour love into you, you, you should be pouring love back into me. You're not making yourself into a martyr or sacrificing yourself. And if you are, you're sacrificing yourself so that someone will sacrifice for you, right? So me sacrificing for the person I love, I'm really actually taking care of myself because I'm creating an ecosystem of love where it's going to flow back and forth. So the same thing is true economically. If you want to build a strong financial foundation and get your money right, visit theblackbusinessschool.com. All courses are 15% off when you use code 15OFFALLBBD. Again, that's code 15OFFALLBBD at theblackbusinessschool.com. Take control of your finances today. Hosting the show, we have finance expert and founder of the Black Business School, Dr. Boyce Watkins. The production team for Building Black Dollars includes Tarek Alani, Brooke Brown, Patrick Sanders, and Tasha Taylor. Editing the show is Ivana Tucker, and our producer is Sid Smith. Building Black Dollars executive producer is Julian Walker. Peace. <laughs>